Next on BYU Sports Nation, the countdown to Arizona hits a milestone today. Happy century mark, BYU football. How does game number one affect the entirety of the 2016 season? Will BYU have more fans there than Arizona? Here with the Wildcat AD set. Plus, WCC Baseball Freshman of the Year Keaton Kringlin joins us live from Stockton on Tournament Game Day. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation back to work live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, May 26th, wherever and however you have chosen to dial in, and there are a myriad of options to watch this show. Welcome, I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with... One-time hockey play-by-play specialist, Jerem Jordan. Four-time, actually. BYU Hockey was once upon a time on BYU television, and I did the play-by-play. You it were, was a, so you were fun. a specialist four times. <laughs> four times, Forgive yeah. me for underselling it was, you it in was that fun. regard. Yeah, it was fun being in uh, Peaks Arena back in, uh, let's see, 9, 10, 11, I think. The, so the first game, it, it went to a shootout. Uh, at the very end, we didn't know that they only had uh, four attempts, not five. <laughs> so, so on the so on the fourth, he makes it, and I'm like, "Oh, BYU scores the goal!" And then the bench clears, and I'm like, "And BYU wins!" <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. It was funny. Oh, I love doing that. That's, that's re- it's really hard to do play by play to hockey because you call it like it's on the radio. It's the only sport on TV you call like it's on the radio. It's unbelievable. If you want to witness a magician of words, Mike Emmerich, Doc Emmerich. In hockey, YouTube it. It's amazing yeah. what that guy can yeah, do. He's awesome. Holy cow. Game 7, NHL uh, Eastern uh, Conference. You know Stanley I won't C- be watching that. <laughs> Wait, I, well, I get into the Stanley Cup Finals. This is a big night, Jerem. But, but not before then. You, you know what tonight is, though? Tonight is awesome. Yeah, it's okay? Game 7 of the Eastern Conference playoffs in the Stanley it's, Cup, dude. It's Gonzaga-BYU West Coast Conference ah, Tournament. Okay, yes. 10 Eastern on BYU mm-hmm. Radio. W.TV, more on that okay. in a moment. Um, but Keaton Kringlin will join us. Awesome. Uh, it's Thunder Warriors, dude. Game five. There's, there's no way that the Thunder win this game tonight, in my opinion. I think the Warriors win this. And then it's going to be another boring blowout like last night's Cavs-Raptors game. This is a big night. It's going to be fun, man. I'm having a barbecue with some friends. It's going to be awesome. I'm shocked that hockey is not at the top of your list, though. And if there's a blowout, maybe we'll <laughs> show game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> if it goes to a shootout. Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh? Right? Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh. Kay. There you go. I'm proud of you. Lightning in the pens. Oh, Sidney Crosby in the Penguins. I am proud of you. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines, led off by what Jerem has brought up a couple of times. That is BYU baseball. That's okay. Begins West Coast Conference tournament play against the Zags at 10 p.m. Eastern time. The ace, Mike Rucker, taking on his old squad, trying to get to 12-0 this season. He has not lost a start his team and the bullpen have given up a few games, but he himself has not lost a game. Cougars took two of three this season against the Bulldogs, including that memorable ninth inning comeback when they were down four to nothing. Freshman of the year, Keaton Kringlin, on in about ten minutes on BYU Sports Nation. Former BYU tight end and Baltimore Raven Dennis Pitta practiced for the first time since coming back from hip surgery that ended his 2014 season early and kept him out for the 2015 season. Yesterday. The Ravens tweeted out video of it, so you can see that. We Is there anything it. better yeah. than slow motion Dennis Pitta at practice? I dare say no. <laughs> I love that John Harbaugh, like one of his first practices, was like, hey, are you Pitta or Pitta? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dennis Pitta brought to you by the Pitta Pit. 
Arizona's athletic director Greg Byrne told Arizona radio station 1030 KVIO, BYU has sold more tickets than Arizona for the 2016 season opener on September 3rd. Reminder, that game is two hours north of Tucson in Arizona. BYU sold more tickets. Byrne said, I don't think there's any reason why we, Arizona, can't have 40,000 fans at that game in Glendale. It holds 63-4, so it's the equivalent it's essentially Lavelle of Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Yeah, It's a little nicer. BYU but- Sports Nation, we are putting you on notice. Can you outdo the Arizona fans and get 32,000 BYU fans into that stadium? That'd be have, pretty crazy. To, to have, have more BYU fans in Arizona. Can you imagine play- Arizona and BYU playing in Logan? And Arizona having more fans? That'd be crazy. No that way. That would be nuts. Yeah, that would be. My mom lives 10 minutes away. She has tickets already. We're She's counting going. on you! 48 BYU track and field athletes begin NCAA West preliminary competition today at the University of Kansas in Lawrence. 48 is the eighth most qualifiers nationally. Men and women. Nice. A good reason to rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. 100% focused on September 3rd. Pump up the jam. Countdown to the Wildcats. 100 days. 100 days. 100. Hey. Woo. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go crazy. Oh, wait. These don't make noise. These don't, these don't make noise. Oh, yeah, thank yeah, you. That, Br- yeah, yeah, that makes bring, noise. Bring in. Yeah, sound effects make noise. <laughs> can we not get some noise hey, makers on the set somewhere? Yeah, sure, you bet. Yeah, here you go. Can I see that? Yeah, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> get it off Excellent. What else can we throw around Jerem is not amused right now. An early football toss. How about that? Hey. An early football toss. And for good reason, 100 days until BYU football opens a brand new era under head coach Kalani Satake against the Arizona Wildcats at the NFL home of the Arizona Cardinals. Only a hundy? Excitement and optimism, including Jerem, at stratospheric <laughs> levels, people. BYU, as we huh? just told you, they've sold more tickets than Arizona at this point. I would like to know what that number is. Like, Is it like 2,000 to <laughs> 1,700 or something? I want to know no, what that more. number is. BYU's got to put 32,000 fans in that stadium to outdo the Wildcats. Counting on all of you to make that happen. Now, pick your headline. This is crazy, okay? Pac-12 opponent, new coaching staff, Heisman Trophy winner tied Emmer back as the offensive coordinator, Taysom Hill, Tanner Mangum, Jamal Williams. It is unbelievably loaded in terms of headlines going into this game. The most compelling offseason in BYU football Absolutely. history, in my opinion. Absolutely. Tell me, a, tell me something that's been more compelling than this. In 87. Yeah, the, exactly. No. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there is none. I, da- I challenge you to find us a more compelling offseason. There's just so much because there are loaded headlines all over the place. But there's an actual football game that needs to be played. Yeah. What's really riding on this game besides just a 1-0 start? Which brings us to our Twitter question. How will the outcome of BYU versus Arizona impact the 2016 football season? Okay, it's bigger than just Arizona, right? We count down to the Wildcats just because that's the next one, right? We take it one game at a time here on BYU Sports Nation. No, we don't. It's like 12 at a time. First tweet, at SA underscore BYU fan. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Kickoff Pac-12 schedule <laughs> strong with a win and carry the momentum to be the only undefeated team in the Pac-12 this year. Three straight Come Pac-12 on! games for BYU to open the season. Yeah, that is funny. How about that? Arizona, Utah, UCLA. Okay. Yeah. Well played at SA underscore BYU fan. But how will this affect and impact the 2016 football season? A win or a loss? Is it that big of a deal? 
I think that if BYU wants to exceed the national expectations, which right now, which are what? according to ESPN, FPI, those seven are just numbers. Wins, yeah, basically. six, maybe like seven, six wins, half, seven wins. You most likely have, have to win that game if you want to exceed expectations. So that's, yeah. I mean, right then, right there is, is my opener. If you want to have a, a season where you overachieve, <laughs> you got to win the Arizona game just because of what falls behind that. Yes, I have Arizona as the sixth easiest game on the schedule. You've got to win that game. You've got to win that game. So right in the middle, seventh toughest, sixth easiest. Yes, in my opinion. Arizona. That's where I ha- Arizona. Here's, here's the order. Southern Utah, UMass, Utah State, Cincinnati, Toledo, Arizona. And then Holy after that, cow. it gets tougher. Now, we sit here on May 26th, 100 days out, right? Last year, we thought Missouri would be a decent team. They were not. They were not. Yet, BYU lost and that game. And there will be some more of that yes, this year. How good's West Virginia? We're not, is UCLA going to be better with Josh Rosen as is, a sophomore? Is UCLA going to underachieve like they do every year? Are they still the most overrated program in America? Mississippi yes. State without Dak Prescott. How, how much worse is Michigan State without Connor Cook and a slew of NFL draft picks? Like, we, we don't know. We know those games are tough, but we'll see. Boy State on the road. I know they lost... Uh, home games too. Good grief. How good Mexico is Utah going to be? Who's the quarterback for Utah going to exactly. be? Exactly. So a lot of questions. But I look at Arizona just on the surface. 7-6, and six, Anu Solomon, healthy, Rich Rod, neutral site. Yet BYU returns a lot of players. But here's the here's, – okay, the biggest question around the Arizona game to me is Ty Demmer. It's not Taysom Hill. It's not Tanner Mangum. It's not Jamal Williams. It's not Tijon Crum. Why do you it's, say that? Ty Demmer, because we don't know what he's going to do. We just don't. What's the offense going to look like? How many points is BYU going to score? Okay. Which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Spender, since 2000 with a new offensive coordinator in season openers versus Power 5 teams, BYU average is 11 points a game. Holy That's it. cow. Yeah. Well, it's- why so many qualifiers there? Well, think about this. <laughs> because okay? it's a t- stat tailored to our conversation. Exactly. <laughs> it, but more often than not, when BYU has introduced a new offensive coordinator, they take on a Power 5 opponent in that first game. 2000, Florida State. BYU scores three. 2005, Boston College. BYU scores three. 2010, BYU-Washington. The Cougars score 23. 2013, Go Fast, Go Hard debuts, 16 points at Virginia. BYU is averaging 11 points with a new offensive coordinator against Power 5 teams. BYU is going to have to score 24-plus to win this game, in my opinion, against Arizona. But that's a good offense. They, they lost some pieces. Lost two of their top three leading rushers. Uh, lost you know the top receiver and so on. Ken Griffey Jr.'s kid, by the way, plays for Arizona. That's fun. Maybe he'll be at the game. We'll see. Um, the, all the tickets are sold out for his jersey retirement in Seattle. I wanted to go to that game this uh, summer. Anyways, <laughs> BYU Arizona <laughs> is an intrigue. Yeah, <laughs> squirrel. Kevin is a girl. Yeah. <laughs> I think that BYU's offense needs to needs to play well for BYU to win this game. This this game reminds me a lot of some of the games BYU's played in the past. The Washington States, the Virginias, right? It's not like Florida State, but yeah, history, Washington. History yeah. is not boding well for BYU in this scenario. Yeah, I believe that Ty Detmer will be a good offensive coordinator. How quickly will that happen is the question. It's just like, like, like and, you, you bust your bike out for the first time after the winter. You're checking the air, like remembering the motion, whatever. It just takes a while before you get up to speed on he that inherits, bike. He inherits a pretty good core, Luckily, too. Luckily, it's a uh, Harley Davidson known as yes. Taysom Hill. Yes, if and he's Tanner healthy. Mangum and Jamal Williams. Like, 
for all intents and purposes, BYU's what I believe soon to be all-time yeah. leading rushers coming back for his final year. We said Power 5 opponents because we left out Tulane because Tulane stunk in 2001 in the uh, Coaches Association game. Gary Croton and BYU game. Yeah. dropped 70 against Tulane, but they're not a Power 5 team, now, and they were terrible. Now, there are some parallels there in that you returned Brandon Dillman and Luke Staley, and you had Reno Mahe. You had some weapons, right? Does BYU have that this year offensively returning in this game? I, I think that Arizona is a decent team. Two years ago, mm. was in the Fiesta Bowl, although they were like the third or fourth best Pac-12 team. I don't think that they're in that situation coming into this season. Let me make something clear. It's not doomsday if BYU loses the season opener. But, man, would it help set the tone for a season and going into that Utah game and establishing some confidence. I mean, think about this. If BYU can find a way to start 2-0. Oh, just start 1-0 and then tackle the next game they, to me. If they could ah! start 2-0, they could be... They'll they'd, probably they'd, be ranked. I think that they'd be ranked. Like last year, although Boise State was ranked 19th when BYU beat them. Here's the thing. If you don't beat Arizona, you're staring down the barrel of a 3-5 and five start or less. Because you're hoping, you're hoping for four plus wins in the first eight. Oh, man. You win four games in the first but eight? I will take 500. Success. Because if you Success. go 4-0 in November, you're 8-4 eight, you're eight and four going into the Poinsettia Bowl against a Mountain West team. BYU's been good. Uh, the last 15 or so years against non-Power 5 teams in bowl games. The exception has been Memphis, and that was a double overtime loss. And they had a first-round pick the two seasons later. Some of these big-name teams will underachieve just like last year, but how many and to what degree? Yeah, you got, I think you have to win that Arizona game if you want to go 8-plus, eight, 7-plus. Eight plus, plus. Send in your responses. How will the outcome of BYU-Arizona impact the 2016 season? Up next... BYU softball under review with Kristen De La Housey, but first it's the West Coast Conference Freshman of the Year, Keaton Kringlin. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. You know you want to get involved in today's conversation by using the hashtag BYUSN. 30th ranked BYU baseball takes on Gonzaga today. Tonight, rather, 10 Eastern time uh, in the West Coast Conference Tournament. BYU and Gonzaga, you can listen to it on BYU Radio. Watch it on the W.TV. It is a big game for the Batcats, who at this point look like they still have work to do to make the NCAA Tournament. We will see. Yeah, there has been a a mixed signal finally sent. It's baseball bracketology. It's hard enough in men's basketball. has been in the bracket for, I don't know, nine or ten straight weeks, and this week... The Cougars are not in the bracket for the first D1 time. D1 Baseball? They did not make the cut on D1Baseball.com's really? bracketology. So BYU started 18-1. and one. The back, I guess, 21 or something, they're 11-10 and 10, um, against kind of the lower echelon teams. That, well, I'll beat Gonzaga 2 of 3. But B, I think BYU's playing good ball the last couple weeks. They've won the, five in a row. The question is, do you have enough pitching to get it done? That's always the question in baseball, right? You, BYU has a top 10 offense, top 5 offense, you could argue. Do they have enough pitching to get it done? Because Mike Rucker, this is probably one and done today for him in the tournament. BYU's overall record right now is, what, 37 and 15, something like believe, that? Yeah, 22 okay. games over 500, which is amazing. So 18 and 1, they go 19 and 
whatever the you're number doing, of losses. You're doing math there, on yeah. the air, man. That's dangerous. <laughs> That's slippery slope, dude. You're sliding. I'm trying to grab it. Hey, hey, don't do math on the air. Don't do math on the air. We have uh, a re- 19 and 14 would be what there. 19 re- and 14 to close out after an 18 and one start. We have a 20 man research staff of dedicated students for this very purpose. Sometimes you need to do it in the moment. The point is, if they can just get past Gonzaga tonight, like if they want to win the West Coast Conference tournament, you. 90, 99% of the time, you got to win the opening game. Yeah. It's like football versus Arizona. They need to win that game oh, to attain their goals. Holy in cow. In all reality. How will the outcome of BYU, Arizona, and football impact the 2016 season? At Boyd underscore Johnson tweets in using the hashtag BYUS. And Exhibit A, 2006 season. BYU opened the season with a 16-13 loss to Arizona in Tucson. Finished the year 11-2. Playing in the Mountain West. Different time. You didn't have Michigan State, Different Mississippi time. State, and Utah, and UCLA, and West Virginia. Should I keep going? Boise State. He says, Exhibit B, 2007 season. BYU opens the year with a 20-7 to win over Arizona, then loses two straight. Finishes the season 11-2. and No. It's, it, playing in the Mountain West was different. Sorry, it's not <laughs> Wyoming. It's Mississippi State. Sorry, it's not New Mexico. It's Michigan State. You're playing the best in the Mountain West, Boise State, every year. Yeah, I, no, I get the point. I remember. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, going back to baseball, and joining us live from Stockton, California, on WCC Tournament Game Day is the freshman of the year in the conference, Keaton Kringlin. Keaton, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thanks for having me, guys. No problem, man. I saw a retweet, and I'm st- this is a calculated start here, my friend, where someone called you Keeter Pop. What is, <laughs> what is your nickname, Keaton? I got oh, a lot of nicknames, but <laughs> Keter Pop's one of them. The Kringlinator. Uh, Dana here. <laughs> but there's a lot. Can we call you the freshest player in the yeah. WCC? Does that come with that freshman of the year title as well? Um, I'll take that. Chris Kringle didn't. Uh, Jeremy made a Chris, joke about just, Santa Claus yesterday. Yeah, I just think about Chris Kringle yeah, every, every time. <laughs> well, what did it mean to you to be named the freshman of the year in the conference? I mean,. It's incredible, you know. There's a lot of freshmen in our conference that that are good ball players, and and I'm just you know thankful that I was chosen to to be the the best one out of them, and uh, and just congratulations to everybody that that won an award and and did well in the conference. Joined by the freshest and the Keeter Pop, Keaton Kringlin, West Coast Conference Freshman of the Year for BYU baseball. Now in the well, uh, the WCC tournament, game number one against Gonzaga. What's the vibe right now with the team as you head into the most important game of the season? You know, we just want to, you know, stick to our game plan and and do all of our jobs. You know, that's the biggest thing. Um, everybody's got to do their job and and stick to their tasks. And if we do that, then and then we'll we'll be successful. And that's that's our biggest thing. It's just is doing what we know how to do and and sticking to the plan. What's this season been like for you? Because there was a lot of hype around Kyle Dean, and, it's, and it was very exciting for the program to get a guy of his uh, you know, rank out of high school. He was expected to be the starting guy and maybe even the freshman of the year. Uh, then he gets hurt, which was unfortunate, but then you're sitting there ready to rock. So what was this, like, this season uh, like for you? You know, Kyle Dean's a great player, and, and he could have done the same thing. And... And for him to get hurt is unfortunate. But for me, I I just try to stay in every game when I was on the bench. You know, be prepared when when I got my chance. And and that was that was the biggest thing for me. I mean, I stayed prepared the whole game. And then when I got my opportunity, I was I was ready to go. You know, I wasn't 
uh, relaxed on the bench. I was I was focused, so when I got my opportunity, I could I could do well. I don't know that I've ever seen you frown on a baseball field, Keaton. Uh, what are you just like the super happy, most happy guy in the BYU baseball team? I just like to have fun. I mean, there's a lot of things in the game of baseball that that can get you down, and I think once you're down, then it'll get you. You know, you'll have a, a few bad games in a row. So, in baseball, you, you try to have the the least amount of few bad games because you can have a lot. So you just got to stay positive and and happy and and for me I think I do better when I'm happy. <laughs> the other day we took batting practice. How would you assess our performance? You were there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I I liked it. When's the last time you guys took batting practice? <laughs> uh, let's see, probably 14 years ago. Uh, yeah, Trafalgar's I mean, gone, so that really hurt me. <laughs> for, for not doing it for 14 years, I mean, you guys made contact a few times, you know, hit the ball hard. <laughs> I'm the first guy to walk in batting practice. Is that, that's weird, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jer- Jerem drew a leadoff walk <laughs> yeah. in batting practice. <laughs> Keaton Kringlin with us uh, from Stockton, California. BYU preparing to take on Gonzaga in the West Coast Conference Tournament. Game number one tonight, 10 Eastern, 8 Mountain. Listen to it live on BYU Radio. You can watch it on the W.TV. You took two of three against Gonzaga, albeit one of them was a, mir- a miracle comeback win in the ninth inning. How confident are you and the team going in to face Gonzaga, a team that shared the conference championship with you? We feel really confident um, with Rucker on the mound pitching game one. You know, I feel like we, we score a lot of runs when Rucker's pitching because we have confidence that he's going to get it done on the defensive side and and so it just brings the momentum for us on the offense. So we feel we feel pretty confident about about today and and in the tournament. So I mean, we're excited and we know Gonzaga's a really good team and and they compete throughout the whole game and and that's what we got to do is just play inning to inning and and get it done. You want to make the NCAA regionals. An auto bid would be nice. You would just know, you can relax on Memorial yeah. Day. You can watch the show and know you're in. But what do you guys have to prove? Uh, in this tournament to make sure you get into the NCAA tournament? Um, I think we got to win the tournament and just show, just show we can do it because we've had a lot of adversity, you know, Maverick Buffo being out, one of our pitchers, and, and we've had a lot of pitchers step up. So I, I know we can do it, and, and that's what we got to prove is, just, is that we can do it and our pitchers can get it done and, and our hitters as well. Talking with Keaton Kringlin on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline from Stockton, California. Are you aware of any uh, ducks, or for that matter, rally ducks in the area? If we can get if we can get another rally duck here, that'd be that'd be much appreciated. I mean, that was that was pretty funny that that last game that got us smiling even more. Yeah, I was gonna say, what role did that duck play in the win? A question that's never been asked in sports. <laughs> I mean, it was a distraction big time. It got, I think it got like five feet away from the pitcher, and, and he ended up having to call time to get the duck out of, out of his head. I mean, he, he threw his rosin bag at it, and then it started to eat it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, exactly. That duck was fearless, you know. <laughs> oh, really funny. Okay, you mentioned that you want, to stay, you want to stay happy and have fun and enjoy this game. How do you do that? understanding the pressure and the gravity of this game tonight. Um, there's so much ups and downs in baseball. And, and, you know, if you just have the mindset going into the game that 
just stay positive. You know, every about it doesn't matter what happens. If you stay positive, then then good things will happen, and that's that's the biggest thing is just your mindset and how you and how you look at the game. Because if you look at it, you you go up to your first at bat and you ground out or you strike out. It your first at bat really defines the whole game because you can either hang your head or you know get back at it. Describe to us what it's like to play in right field when Mike Rucker is on the mound. Um, it's funny. One, I can't remember what game it was, but he was throwing a, a no-hitter in the eighth inning, and, and I just look over at the scoreboard, and I had no clue that he was throwing a no-hitter. And I, just, <laughs> I looked, and I was like, dang, he's throwing a no-hitter. And, and that's, that's what it's like when Rucker's pitching. You know, every inning, he's, he's shutting it down. He's shutting it down. And you and you don't even realize it. You're just you're just out there because you know it's happening. But you're just like it's it's amazing when Rutgers pitching. You know he's going to shut it down, and it gives confidence to everybody. The last time you played Gonzaga, eleven to two win by Mike Rucker. Yeah, and and he was throwing that no hitter. I had just come home, uh, and I turned on BYU TV, and two batters later, Mike gave up a hit. So I want to personally apologize, Keaton, for uh, what happened that night. <laughs> No, I, I apologize to Rucker as well because I said, Ruck, I didn't know you were throwing a no-hitter, and I looked over. I might have jinxed it. <laughs> is there a more superstitious sport than baseball? Everyone is like, ah, don't step on the line. I looked at the scoreboard. Ah. Yeah, there is no no other sport that's more superstitious than baseball. What are your superstitions? I got a routine in the, the batter's box every time I step up to the plate. I mean, we play Thursday, Friday, Saturday games, so... I got different sliding shorts for every single day. I got to wear my <laughs> Thursday sliding shorts, my Friday sliding shorts. Yeah, don't step on the line before game time at all. You know, it's just it's it's there's a lot of them. Spencer has his co-hosting his yes, hosting shorts as well. That I do. I've really, gotta, yeah. really gotta put on my hosting shorts yeah, uh, on a Thursday. Yeah, ready for game day. I'm the only one privileged, you know, behind this desk to uh, be able to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What, oh what's, my goodness! Did you grow up a BYU fan? So my family was a Utah fan, but I've always liked BYU for some reason. And my my stepdad really liked Utah, and and my whole family did really. And once now that I'm here, I've I've converted all of them to to BYU fans. That so a baby, yeah. That is the greatest work that you have done since you have come to BYU. I mean, it's cool that you Being won WCC freshman, of, freshman the year. of the year. That's cool. Yeah, great, yeah, great, great. But the conversion of Utah fans. <laughs> yeah. Now that is a real, a real mark of a champion. What? Why did you want to go to BYU? That. What did you say? Why did you want to go to BYU? Um, the coaches are just incredible. I mean, they're positive, and you know they they discipline you in the right way. You know they. They help you out when you need, and they're always there for you. You know, you can call them at at 9 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Hey, let's go hit, and they'll be they'll be right there before you are. So that's that was the biggest thing for me coming to BYU is because the coaches um, are incredible. Follow him at Keaton Kringlin on the Twitter machine. His team, the BYU Cougars, getting ready for the West Coast Conference Tournament tonight, final hours before they take on Gonzaga and try and advance to that second game. Keaton, congratulations again on the West Coast Conference Freshman of the Year designation. And, again, well done on the conversion of some Utah fans to BYU. That that might earn you a rise and shout today. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, Keaton. 
On the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, the West Coast Conference Freshman of the Year, Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. What a season for him, and because Kyle Dean was the story preseason, right? Meanwhile, and that was terrible that he was hurt. How much better would this team be if Kyle Dean was healthy, right? But if you're a backup, you got a shot to still play a part in this team. Keaton Kringland's been a huge part of this Mike team. Littlewood was really excited about Keaton Kringland. Mentioned him specifically before the season. And for good reason. Couldn't find time for it. How much impact does one football game have on the rest of the season? Your reaction's next. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Yo! We're on Apple TV now. BYU TV, the app. Fourth generation. Fourth generation only. Not one, not two, not three, but four. On Apple TV, download it today so you can get all kinds of great content. How many different methods of watching the show can you think of in 15 seconds? Uh, BYU TV, B- uh, BYU TV app on okay. Uh, okay. iPhone, iPad, Android, okay. Apple TV, okay. uh, Xbox 360, okay. online, okay. Roku, all right, Amazon Fire TV. Okay, that's 15 seconds. Ten. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. That's pretty good, I struggled good, at a start there. <laughs> Slow start. <laughs> but I caught up. Slow start. I'm, I was a distance runner, not a, a sprinter. But a strong finish. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines, starting with this. We just talked to Keaton Kringlin, the freshman of the year in the West Coast Conference. He guaranteed a win over Gonzaga tonight. <laughs> Probably. Don't. No, he didn't. He didn't. I'm just kidding. The guy smiles more than any other baseball player at BYU. Well, he, he was smiling really time. big when we were in the batting in batting practice. I don't know why. He's was, having, I thought yeah, that was well, interesting. Because it was humorous to watch us swing the bat for the first time in years well, and years. Well, how long has it been for you? <laughs> oh, forever. Seriously. Oh, been like, I've, never, I've never taken pitches that fast. It had been like 14 years for I, me. I thought Trent Pratt was going to like slow it down a little bit. He threw like an 80-mile-an-hour fastball the first pitch to you. <laughs> yeah, I was. So in, you just stared at. <laughs> I just I stared at the first two pitches because I thought the second one would be significantly slower, and it was not. Oh, that was funny. We need to do that again. Uh, West Coast Conference tournament play where it really matters for BYU against Gonzaga. Ten Eastern, the ace Mike Rucker on the mound against his old squad. Cougars won eleven to two when Rucker started against Gonzaga earlier this season. They took two of three in that series, but this one. This one is a big one for BYU and their tournament title hopes. Watch that first tourney tourney game. It's a doozy. (laughs) Former BYU tight end and Baltimore Raven Dennis Pitta practiced for the first time since coming back from hip surgery that ended his 2014 season early and kept him out of the 2015 season. So I can stay as the co-host of the show for a little bit longer. Yes. That's great. Arizona's athletic director Greg Byrne told Arizona radio station 1030 KVIO BYU has sold more tickets than Arizona for the 2016 season opener on September 3rd, a game in Arizona. Burns said, I don't think there is any reason why we, the Wildcats, can't have 40,000 Arizona fans at that game in Glendale. The stadium holds 63,400. If they don't have more fans at BYU, that's an indictment on Arizona football, more than it is something about BYU football fans, which will show up in, in droves for sure at that game. 48 BYU track field athletes begin NCAA West preliminary competition today at the University of Kansas. 48 is the eighth most qualifiers nationally. How will the outcome of the BYU-Arizona football game impact the 2016 season? That is our Twitter question today. At BYU Browards leads us off as we go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. He says, unless a major injury occurs... 
Very little. It's one game. One game does not define a season. It's true. And and here's the fun part about this schedule. We don't know who's going to vary from the expectations currently. So is West Virginia going to be a five-win team, seven, ten, three? We we think they're like a eight- or nine-win team, right? But Missouri last year was a five-win team after it was all said and done. Unfortunately, that was a loss for BYU. Cincinnati, not as good. East Carolina, not as good. Boise State, not as good. Boise State, not as good. BYU took advantage. Boise State ended up being a juggernaut of an offense, but BYU played them in game two, which was great timing. So we, we could sit here 100 days out, May 26th, and talk about it, and that's fun, and we will do that for 100 days, I promise you. <laughs> but once you get into the season, things can change. That's why it's, that's why it's fun. It's sports. Think I still about, think BYU is going to win 7, 8, or 9 Think games. about the emotional swing that takes place from week to week. And I use the 2013 season as my case in point here. BYU loses the opener against Virginia, 19-16. to 16. Woof. The season is a super downer. That was our first show, by the way, was the Monday after that loss. Yeah, that that what, was an amazing day. What were we thinking? Unbelievable show. Now, here's the thing. What <laughs> does BYU do the next week? They beat Texas. Yeah, that was the beginning of the end for, crush, the te- for Texas they football. They crush Texas. Taysom Hill and BYU run for 550 yards. That was fun. And then BYU and then it's like, we week. could beat anybody! And then BYU lose to Utah. And then it's, oh man, another one and two start. Yeah. Then they win five games in a row. BYU's on the cusp of being ranked. They're 6-2, and two, and then they hit a tough November. Yeah, the, here's the issue with this schedule. The first eight are brutal. Like the, like the worst team in the first eight is Toledo. They return a 1,700-yard rusher and won like 10 or They were a 10-win team. They were Their ranked head coaches, for like seven weeks last year. Yes, there was a point last year where like nine or ten of BYU's opponents this year were ranked or something. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> How will that translate in 2016? That's the big mystery. There will be some teams that underachieve, but which teams will overachieve? Michigan overachieved last year. We didn't. Think, oh yeah. We, well, well, they're back, right? I mean, at one point, I think you and Blaine Fowler and David Nixon were all saying, "Oh, I think that of the first four games, Michigan's the most winnable." We had yeah. no idea that yeah. they were going to be that good. Absolutely. I don't even know if they thought they'd be that good. Holy yeah. cow! Yeah, things changed, but I, I think that Arizona is very important. At JJ, yes, at JJ underscore Crow 3 says, it would just be super hard to be optimistic about the next seven games if we can't take care of business against Arizona. Nailed it. Why would you beat Utah on the road if you can't be Arizona neutral? Well, that why would you beat Texas at home if you lose to a bad Virginia team on the road? Great point. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, it's tough. We don't know. Like, tell me how good these teams are. I don't know how good Arizona is. Utah, question marks. You lose quarterback, receiver, but top two receivers. UCLA is going to be the same thing they are every year, which is like an eight-win team, but they'll be hyped as an eleven-win team. There are always variables that play into like weather. Davy Crockett in okay. West Virginia, I have no what idea. If it's a rainy mess in some of these games, who it, does that? It won't be against Arizona, likely. <laughs> I know. Thankfully, they can close it'll, the it'll roof. It'll be roughly on that sixty-eight one. degrees. At Family Budge says a win does wonders for trust and cohesion of coaching staff by team and fans. A loss could cause fair weather fans to turn quickly. Are you suggesting that BYU has some fair weather fans no. somewhere out there? No, there's no extremists <laughs> here. Oh, Arizona, we're gonna win the national medal. No, I, I think it's important to set the tone there. Like you chronicled 2013. That was an eight-win season. You jump out nicely. I, the the bat, in November, that's going to be the easier part of the schedule. Can BYU survive the body blows and the uppercuts known as the first eight games? 
BYU, you need to, you you need to come out and, and punch first. Can BYU go four and four in the first eight? And would you mark that as success? As like, wow, good job. Yes, absolutely. Four wins would be solid, man. Absolutely. Good. At B Henson twenty three, a win would be great. But the impact of this game will be seeing how all the new pieces of this team fit together. It's the first look, right? It's your first shot. Taysom Hill and Jamal do. Williams beat Arizona. You have those guys back. It's not Tanner Mangum and Squally Canada and Nick Kurtz. You got a lot of options. Up next, BYU softball assistant coach Kristen De La Housey talking about the NCAA regionals and reviewing another conference championship season. Stay with us. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Studio B. If you happen to miss an episode of this show, what were you thinking? <laughs> But you have a second chance. Rebroadcast weeknights, 6 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. BYU will have a second chance in the WCC tournament because it's a double elimination tournament. Hopefully they just win. Spin it off, man. Nice. Spin it, I was like, what are you doing with the gears? <laughs> BYU and Gonzaga, game one uh, for the Cougars tonight, 10 Eastern time. Listen to it on BYU Radio. Watch it on the W.TV. Big game for BYU. We talked to Keaton Kringlin earlier in the show, WCC Freshman of the Year. BYU's feeling good. With Mike Rucker on the mound tonight against the Zags. How can you not? He's 11-0. and 0. Yeah, he's pretty much <laughs> perfect. And with a, He's got an ERA of like 2.3 yeah. or something. He started 15 games and, and he's won 11. 11. No decision in the other four. That's amazing. Our Twitter question today, why not some football as well? How will the outcome of BYU and Arizona impact the 2016 football season? At Melocopter says, if the goal is to get ranked, it is critical. If the goal is eight wins, it's a winnable game that will get... BYU closer. Yeah, I don't think the goal is to get – well, for BYU football is to get ranked. For me, it's to win seven-plus. Okay. Yeah. Ranked so, is a lot. So you That's want a high goal. You re- no, really, deep down inside, like if you're like, ah, what do I want? I want eight wins in the regular season. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, like, I want that. Oh, eight or nine would be amazing. Can you imagine nine? Stuart Mandela, Fox Sports, by the way, said – That'd be wild. Nine would be really good. Nine would be unbelievable. It's not impossible. It's just – we sit here and project, right? We'll see that, you know, so-and-so is not as good as we thought. Okay, go and win that game. You know who just consistently wins on campus at BYU? Those are the words of Athletic Director Tom Holmo, in large part. BYU softball. They win the conference championship every year. Eight in a row, to be exact. Twelve Two straight trips. senior classes worth. To the NCAA like tournament. They, well, I guess they eight just win. And joining us now is... One of the assistant coaches, Kristen De La Housey, dare I say the most popular assistant coach because of her <laughs> candy contribution at first base. Kristen, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Thanks, guys. Did you bring any candy for us today? No, season's over. <laughs> I got to restock. That's true. You get a pass. The season is over. You buy more candy. The budget ends. It would, it would lose all of its significant value if it was just here at all times. Fair point. What happens with all the rest of the candy? It sits in the office and we eat it at camp. <laughs> there you go. There are a lot of kids. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. How do you, I mean, how much time do you need before you can look back and say, okay, I can digest the whole season and I can look at it with a wide-angle lens after the disappointment of, of losing in a region? How much time do you need to kind of, like, step back? Uh, I mean, it depends on how we played and things like that. This regional, we went out, and our girls actually played really well. We just, they just played better. I mean, those were really tough teams that we were playing both Missouri, Louisville, and Nebraska were awesome. Missouri's a really good team. Yeah, and they're very strong, very powerful, very fast. They have a lot of different aspects to their roster and their lineup. And so, I mean, we played them well, but they played us better. And we can't really be upset about that. 
Do you blame Tanner Mangum and Mitch Matthews for the Nebraska loss in any way? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> the extra motivation for that? No? Well, what was it like to uh, go to an NCAA regional again? You want to go to the Super Regional, but you at least get that experience for next year's team that you say, okay, let's, let's get here again and advance. Um, I think it's – it's good for our younger kids to see it and be around it because if you've never been, and especially being on ESPN this time when we were on it, it was kind of like, look at all the cameras and there's regulations for this and regulations for that that they just don't think about during the regular season play. And so it's good experience for them to see that. And I think with the tradition that we've built where we go regionals every year, it's almost the expectation. I mean, our goal isn't to get to the regionals. Our goal is to get to the Super Regionals every year, and it's what we're shooting for, and then the World Series when we get there. And so it's not really that it's, yes, we hit our goal, we made it to Regionals. It's, all right, we're here, and now we're trying to prove and make a difference again this year, and we're just falling short a little bit every year, but we get better and better and better. The standard is incredibly high for this BYU softball program. I mean, when you win the conference, get to a Regional, ho-hum, it's, you know, that's just what they do. How do you take that next step and get to a super regional? Like, is there is there something you need to pinpoint? Is there something that you and Coach Eakin and Coach Meredith talk about? Like, okay, if we can improve here, we will get to a super regional. We're making our strength of schedule a lot better in the preseason. We're facing, like, this year we faced a whole bunch of top 20 teams. A lot of them went to regionals this year. Some I was about to supers. say, the schedule this year was loaded. Yeah, and we're doing it again. So next year, the first weekend out, we go down to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, and we play Auburn, who won the SEC. We play Nebraska. We play Washington, who's always good. We play – there's one other that's in it. That, I mean, it's pretty much like the World Series that we're going to play in the very first tournament, straight out of the IPF, welcome to the dirt, you know <laughs> – Good luck. And that's just how our season's going to go, and that's what we need because we need to face that great competition. We need the younger kids to know what it's like to face those teams and gain the mental toughness that it's not, holy cow, we're playing Auburn or we're playing Washington or we're playing. So it's we're here to play and we're going to beat teams, and we did that really well this year. We came out and beat Utah, beat Arizona. Utah went to a Super Regional, right? Yeah. They're playing Florida State, I think, this weekend. Hmm. So we've played with those teams really, really well. You beat a ranked Fresno State team. You beat mm-hmm. Louisville in the regional. Like, yeah, there are some quality Cal State, there. Fullerton. Yeah, there was a bunch of teams that – and there was a bunch that we played, like Notre Dame, that we played really, really well and just didn't quite make the cut. I mean, we played them extra innings, and they just happened to get one better play than us, you know. When you look at the roster, a lot of times you can, you can uh, look and go, okay, we've got the talent to do X. Um, and then you look at, okay, are we executing at uh, the level we need to to do Y or whatever? How do you see uh, the program currently in terms of trying to reach that super regional with those things in mind? Um, we're getting better and better every year. We've, we've kind of had to adapt and learn, which is this is what's happening all through softball. But it used to be you have one ace pitcher and she's going to carry you. You might have two that help each other out. Everybody's kind of going to a staff now. We're going to have five pitchers next year that are all quality, quality kids that can help together take us to a Super Regional, to a World Series. Then we have quality kids coming back as seniors. We've got sophomores, juniors that have all played there, been there, they've seen it, they've done it, and we're bringing in a great freshman class that's going to be strong and help us with speed, help us on the mound, a little bit of power, so... We're getting really well-rounded in what we're doing. You lose two accomplished seniors for sure with Coco Tawali Bond, who Gordon Eakin says is, in his opinion, the best defensive third baseman in NCAA softball. And she's made some crazy 
plays this year. Like highlight worthy plays for sure. And then you lose one time All American center fielder Gordy Bravo, who's going to play uh, for a long time at the national level with uh, the Mexican national team. Marissa, right? <laughs> Do you know her full name, Jeremy? Do you want to throw that out there? I can't too? remember the middle name. <laughs> Gordy, we still love you. Don't hate us. Um, you lose those two seniors, but you bring back a ton, including your ace pitcher. But you said something about a staff approach now. So, will McKenna Bull, who has been just dominant, is she going to do? Is she going to have to do less next year? Then, well, what we're hoping for is Kenna will still be the workhorse that we need. But instead of having to go to her over and over and over again on five game weekends or against teams that we have to play three or four times in the year, she can face a team, dominate, and then we can bring in. Ari or Olivia or Carissa or Rissa to come in and dominate the next time around and they don't kids don't get to see them four five six seven at bats they only get to see one of our pitchers once or twice and we can continue to have the upper hand there what are the off-season plans for softball now besides eat the candy at camps (laughs) well we send the kids home with things to work on and I mean with NCAA rules we can't give the like we can't work with them and stuff like that but they have plans and we have plans and there's different things that we're trying to accomplish and um, help them get better while they're gone, get them in shape while they're gone, and come back strong and hopefully starting from scratch, see what we got at the beginning of the year. What was the best thing that your team accomplished this season? Well, beating Utah is always fun, especially now that they're in the Pac-12. <laughs> so always a highlight, especially okay. on a nasty, rainy, snowy day. Um, but I think when we went to Arizona, the girls, I mean, the intensity level was up, and when we beat Arizona right out of the shoot. They were just stoked, and everything was awesome, and they could beat anybody, play anybody. And so that was a huge accomplishment. But, again, playing so many of the teams that we played this year and proving they proved to themselves that they can compete at that level, which we've already known. Those are the kids we're recruiting. They're playing against those kind of kids in high school ball and things like that. But till you get to college and you actually prove it to yourself, it's just us talking at them, telling them how good they are. Coach, congratulations on a great season. Uh, send our best to Gordon Eakin and Pete Meredith as well, the guys that uh, you got to keep in line for sure. Always. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll send our uh, best to the girls as well. Tell them anytime they want to come in and get some BYU Sports Nation karma, we're glad to help out. We appreciate it. You got it. Coach mm-hmm. Kristen De La House, have you signed our stretch wife flag? Yeah, I did. Yeah, you have time. signed it. Yeah, you, were, signed you were gone. It. I was gone. Yeah. You missed out. We part- yeah. Sorry. Brought in candy Literally. and everything. Was awesome. You didn't get any candy? We taste tested it. I mean... <laughs> What have I been missing my entire life? (laughs) (laughs) Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we put a bow on today's show with the Cougar Whip Around, including some good news for a BYU Cougar in the NFL. Looking at you, Dennis Pitta. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Baseball. Begins WCC tournament play tonight against Gonzaga, 10 Eastern time. On BYU Radio and watch on the W.TV. Batcat ace Mike Rucker will take them out against his old squad. Cougars won two of three this season against Gonzaga. Cougars in the NFL. Former BYU tight end and Baltimore Raven Dennis Pitta practiced for the first time since coming back from hip surgery that ended his 2014 season early and kept him out for the entirety of the 2015 season. Good luck to Dennis. Football. Arizona Athletic Director Greg Byrne told Arizona Radio Station 1030 KVIO. BYU has sold more tickets than Arizona for the 2016 season opener on September 3rd, mm-hmm. which is 100 days away. Burns said, I don't think, yeah, thanks. Burns said, I don't think there's any reason why we can't have 40,000 Arizona fans at that game in Glendale. Go buy more tickets, BYU fans. Track and fill. 48. 48. 
BYU track and field athletes begin NCAA West preliminary competition today at the University of Kansas. 48 is the eighth most qualifiers of any team nationally. Volleyball. Jake Langlois, Brendan Sander, and Team USA Volleyball play the Dominican Republic today in Mexico City at 5 Eastern for fifth place in the Pan American Cup. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays and Zach Blair tee off today at the Dan and DeLuca Invitational in Fort Worth, Texas. Cougars in the minors. Jacob Brugman went three for six and scored the game-tying run in the top of the ninth for the AAA Nashville Sounds. He's killing it with them. Adam Law had his first RBI of the season and stole a base for the Tulsa Drillers. Soccer. BYU's men's team plays its second of a six-game homestand tonight versus San Francisco City FC at 9 Eastern on Southfield. Not to be confused with Golden State. Second biggest game for a team out of the Bay Area tonight (laughs) is on Southfield. Future guest on the show, Blaine Fowler. What does he think about our Twitter question today? How will the Arizona game and the result of that game impact the 2016 football season? Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Jerem, who should we give it to? Jacob Brugman, three for six in AAA, game-tying run. He's doing really well. By the way, tomorrow he's playing the Salt Lake Bees here locally to us. Friday who'd, who'd through Monday. I mean, Jacob Hanneman is amazing, and he's killing it for the Tennessee Smokies, getting on sports in his top ten. That's double-A ball. Jacob Brugman might beat Jacob Hanneman to the bigs. We need, we need more major league guys. There's a lot of minor guys. Let's get some majors. How will the outcome of BYU-Arizona impact the 2016 football season at Milton underscore Rats as huge confidence boost right out of the gate? Exactly what they need going into week two. Hashtag beat the Utes. Our elite tweet of the day from at BFlitten5. This is just like a scripture footnote. Prophetic and interesting. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> What? <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot there to digest. Hey, thanks to Keaton Kringlin, the Kringlinator, Kristen Delahousey, and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24 seven on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. <laughs> Show on demand BYUSN.com audio podcast on iTunes and TuneIn app. Check us out on Apple TV for Generation. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Leif Olson. Leif, Leif, or Leif, Leif, Leif. That's BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> Leif it.